Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to MMA. It's not mixed martial arts, John. It's my millennial answers. You got the questions, I've got the answers. Exactly. So, what we're going to do is we're going to try and put out a little bit more content just to help you and encourage you along the way. Uh, We're going to call it MMA, My Millennial Answers, because we get heaps of questions asked to us from our community and we want to answer those questions. Now, before we get started, at the time of recording, it is September, at the start of September. Spring. And we have just launched Subscription September. So easy way to find what subscriptions you're paying for and not using. So check your bank account statements for August. As you go. That's horrendous. I had two Amazon Prime subscriptions with different email addresses. Check iTunes and Google Play. Cancel something you don't use. So I've just canceled two Amazon Primes. Don't use it. And they don't ring you and tell you you're not using it. No, no, it's unbelievable. Mm. Challenge your friends to do this. So, in the Facebook group, there's some tiles that you can put that you can put in your story or in your Instagram yep. feed, and then share it, tag us, and tell us what you've cancelled. Now, there was a young lady today. Um, she cancelled the New York Times subscription that was twenty eight dollars a month. Wow! <laughs> I mean, I don't go. even have one of those. New York Times. I know. So Ooh. that's crazy. And one of our other listeners, Charlie, she cancelled four subscriptions, and it was over fifteen hundred dollars per year wow. of stuff she wasn't using. It's amazing. Isn't it? So subscription September, get on it. Jump in the Facebook group, grab yeah. the tiles, put in your Instagram story, tag us, tell your friends. Let's get people saving money. Love it. I just negotiated my Foxtel subscription down to $10 per really? month. Yeah. Is that just for the sports only? Uh, it's, yeah, sports in general. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not bad, is it? No, it's good. These MMA episodes, they're not really a structured episode. They're a bit loose. Uh, they're for our community, not really trying to impress anyone or anything like that. No. Not that we are anyway. No. And we're just answering questions. So Jake writes in and asks, I'm cons- and John hasn't ever heard these questions until right now. Sorry, John. Same. It doesn't surprise yeah, me in exactly. any way, shape or form. Jake asks, I'm considering changing my uni course, but it means I'll be locked into uni until age 25 and a 50 grand debt. Is it worth sticking it out for the time to get into, to get industry experience and a degree or should I work full time and build skills on the side? Off, off the bat, I would say if you're passionate about what you're studying for, then I'd say push through. Yeah. So, okay, so it means changing uni courses. So, the fact that you're considering changing uni courses means that the current one that you're doing isn't hitting your sweet spot. Would that be a fair uh, comment? I suppose, or maybe it's a, a time thing. I, I don't know. There's, he's clearly thinking about how old he'll be when he finishes. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine that you'll be 25. Um, the hex that I don't really care about because the best investment you can make Ever is in yourself. Yeah, totally. And but I, I would, and I'm just reading between the lines here. 
if if he's thinking, well, I'm too old by the time I finish my degree, but it's a great a degree that you'll love and and follow through in that industry for the next thirty years potentially, then who cares if you're twenty five? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're not enjoying the course, you don't think you'll enjoy that particular role. Yeah, get out. Yeah, totally. So now I think um, the fact that you'll be twenty five. I know, so you might be 20 years old now or 21. I can guarantee you, and John can back me up on this because he's as old as time itself. When you're 25, you're still young looking back. And it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. But it's okay. That's right. And I'm younger now than I was 20 years ago. Exactly. So, I would say you lost a lot more weight. Hang around you. You lost a lot of weight, that's for sure. So, yeah, Jake, I think you just... What are you saying? I was fat. Yeah, a little bit. Just festively plump. So, Jake, I just think, number one, we unpack this. It's not going to be old when you're 25. Mm. Run to something, not from something. If you even change and you don't like that, it's okay. Yeah. Don't keep doing something just because you've, you're allowed to make mistakes and recover. Yeah, and don't listen to your naysayers that are maybe knocking on your door trying to tell you otherwise. Yeah. This is a very interesting one. And Tace asks, how to develop equity without engaging interest-based systems. This is a big challenge for faith-based communities. Now, I know a lot of our Islamic listeners would understand this question without interest. I mean, it's just going to be a slow game. Mm. It might just mean that you are renting and saving in the bank. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't want to put a doomsday on it, but it's very hard to... Not borrow money and... It's not impossible though. It's not, but you need to have a lot of things go your way in terms of high income, living very frugally. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a slow, slow burn. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Like, it is. And realistically, I think it's a, it's a very long-term strategy. Like if you want to own your home and buy it with cash mm. without having a mortgage and interest... Mm you're going to be renting probably for the next 25 years. Yeah. Which means, and depending, I don't know your age, but that might be pumping superannuation, mm. capping that out each year to get the market growth Yeah, and the tax efficiencies along the way. So then when you do retire at age 60 or mm. when you've got access to that super money, then you can withdraw it as a lump sum and purchase a house with cash. Yeah. I'd be, lev- I'd be Googling... Leveraging and compound effect. Yeah, but if it's against your religion and way to go, yeah, I mean, what do you do? Well, one one stiffs the other, doesn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I'll be first to say I do not know much about um, the Islamic faith. No, are you allowed to receive interest? <laughs> because if, but you know what it actually does, John. This is interesting. So. I wonder if the whole ethical investing is also a big deal. I was going to say, that was, that was what I was thinking just now. It's so, like, well, where are you going to invest your money? Are you allowed yeah. to invest into gaming or, mm. um, I don't know. Yeah, and I would say no. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you're not an Islamic scholar. So, no. all we can say is it's possible, but it is a slow game. Mm. And as you said, John, you've got to live frugally. It's a very philosophical thing, this, John. It, and I guess th- there's probably um, people of that faith who 
you know, there's it's like everything. It's you've got the hardcore conservative um, people of every different faith. Yeah. But and then you've got the kind of moderate, mm. and then you've got the loose. Mm. I would like to think you could maybe sit down with your leader or someone like that mm. and just have a look about. I, I get the whole thing, but it's like, yeah, maybe we not use interest to grow our wealth, but can we use it for our own family home? Because mm. I don't know. Exceptions to every rule, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's really hard to negotiate. How hard you lean to the left versus yeah the right. Mm. Anyway. And can you sleep at night knowing that you've done that? But I would say like any faith-based thing, you start using guide sticks on one area of your life of that faith, mm. bloody hell, you better make sure you use it for every other one. Yeah, that's right. It's really tough. It is. And, and the other thing too is understanding what you're potentially missing out on by making that decision. And that's what I think's the key is, well, if I don't go down that path of using interest or having interest coming in or going what out. What they call it back in the thousands of years ago? Years ago usury? usury? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's usury, I think. They're pronounced. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it. So, yeah, that that's a tough one. What could you miss out on? So yeah, very tough. With that. Good luck with that. Mm. Dylan asks, my partner and I have about 35% for a deposit on a house. Should we throw all that on the deposit or just use 20% and keep the rest in an offset account? Correct. Next question. Okay. There you go, Dylan. So let's <laughs> uh, just the um, only exception that is isn't if it's an investment property, we'd say, well, maybe you could only use ten percent yeah. and have the other twenty five percent doing something. So else. let's do some numbers live on the fly. We're going to assume that it's a five hundred thousand dollar purchase, mm-hmm. just for those at home, times thirty five percent, that's hundred and seventy five K. So let's just pretend yeah. that these Dylan and his partner have hundred and seventy five K and a $500,000 purchase, Dylan's asking, do we put the whole 175 into the mortgage and borrow the balance or do we just put the $100,000 in and keep the seventy five k in an offset account? Mm. Now, the disadvantage, and the banks may give you a better rate if you put down 30%, Yeah, but it might be 0.3%. Um, yes. I think the disadvantage of putting all that money in and not being able to get it out straight away far outweighs the 0.3% that they might be saving by putting down a 30% deposit. Yeah, because you could turn around 10 minutes later and throw that 75K into an investment property. Yeah. But then again, what's the strategy for your life, Dylan? Is it like we've got 175K to put towards this $500,000 home. Mm. We want to start a family. Our goal over the next five to seven to 10 years, and they're good at saving or they've, mm. we'll assume they're good at saving, they might be like, look, we want to actually plant ourselves here for the yeah. next 20 years. Yeah. It might be the strategy that we just want to pump the house and that's actually okay, John. It is, but even in that case, I would still put it in the offset where you've… Just uh, to give you options. Give you choices and yeah. have, your, have your buffers. And if you are wondering, we won't have time now, what an offset account is and how it works, just Google Glenn James, what is an offset account? And I think you'll find a blog post number one number one but that's a great position dylan well done dylan candace asks how does she deal with unexpected medical expenses Mm. uh insurance that's well yes you'd want to make sure your health insurance is covered um emergency funds yeah so i think that's the main thing there 
I would actually like to phrase this, Candice, unexpected expenses. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's medical in the middle. It doesn't matter if it's car excess yeah. in the middle. It doesn't matter if your partner lives in France and you may need to go back up there at mm. draw of a hat for a, a, an emergency. I think it is how do we plan for unexpected stuff yeah. in our life? So an emergency or an unexpected expense just causes a small hiccup, yeah. not catastrophe. No. It's the Candace rule. That's right. So what we need to do, we just need to make sure that we always have an emergency fund in place. We like to say three months worth of expenses mm. as a minimal. Now I will say, Candace, if you've asked that because you've got some ongoing medical needs and stuff can come up, you might choose to have a bit more of a fatter emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely specific to you, isn't so it? So basically it might mean based on your expenses. And this is, I'm talking to the same person who's got relatives overseas, right? Mm, yeah. It might mean that your three months worth of expenses is just, so as an example, if your emergency fund worth of three months of expenses comes out to $16,000 uh, or your comfort level, if you do have relatives overseas, if you do have um, a medical issue, if you are prone to something, whatever it is, you might go, look, we're just going to round it at 20K. Yeah. And just have that extra bit of buffer. Yeah. And yeah. then you would want to make sure, if possible, to have private health insurance. Mm. And then you would also want to make sure you've got your personal income protection in place. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got all those, then yeah. pretty much there's not, not much That's more right. you can and, do, right? And you know, John, you can, you've just got to control what you can control because mm. life is a risk. Yeah. I just crossed your. Road, the main road here to come to your office. Yeah. Those pedestrian lights, they take forever. They do take forever. And I've, uh, Are you going to complain to s- them? Skip them yeah. illegally a few times. So I can only control pressing the button, for example. Mm. I can't control when I cross if a truck swipes by and hits me. Mm. But I'm not going to major on the minor of that small risk of happening. No, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, look, in Candace's situation, if she's single, there's only one thing go wrong. Well, there's only one person to worry about in her life. Whereas if you're married with two kids, then you've got four chances of something happening to four of you, right? Yeah. So your buffer might need to be a little bit higher. And that's right. Personal finances, it's so personal. Yeah. And you just have to have some type of guide for your life. And if that means you will sleep more comfortable mm. with 20 grand as opposed to 16 grand, that's okay. And realistically, a lot of you listening... You might be having a stroke at us even saying $16,000. You might, like, if you, to save $16,000, that could be a huge campaign for you to save that type of money. Yeah. But we always recommend, before you do anything, become debt-free. Yeah. Have an emergency fund. Even if that takes two and a half years, Mm. you'll be able to work on your savings muscle. You'll be able to get your systems and processes in order. Mm. Then in two years, there'll always be a house to buy, won't there, John? Always. There'll always be shares to buy. Always next week. But you know what, John? There'll always be FOMO. Yes. So don't listen to just run your own race. Yeah. And I was chatting to someone this morning about do I create an emergency buffer before I create a deposit for a property? Like, well, you can do them both at the same time. Um, But your situation is, is what you're prepared to risk, I suppose. So, yeah, there's no one answer to that. And we'll finish with Jasmine. 
Possibly how to manage your money when relocating to a new country. Well, the concepts of money management is exactly the same Mm. wherever you are. You want to make sure you've got a system set up. You want to make sure you're living on less than what you earn. Yeah. You want to make sure you're not getting screwed on rent. So you're not spending more than 30% of your net take-home income. Yeah. But in terms of the mechanics, there was some chat in the Facebook group. I think there's a company called TransferWise Transfer Wire or something like that. Yeah, okay. I haven't looked into it, but I think if you're looking at that to get currency up overseas, um, you could use a thing like that. Now, if you had $5 million, John, to move overseas, mm. well, one, you'd be going to a wholesale Forex trader, so we, yeah. we'll... We'll calm that down. If you had 100 grand in your bank and you wanted to move that money overseas, what I would suggest is instead of doing it all in one go, maybe do it over six months. Yeah. So split that up. For what reason? So you're getting then the average price of the currency. Okay. So instead of doing 100 grand tomorrow and then the currency falls and it just costs you four grand or 10 grand. Split it up over six months yep. and then you'll average the currency rate over six months. Yeah, okay. And would you leave some funds in an Australian bank account just in case you decided to want to come back? Yeah, I mean, if you were a resident of another country and you've moved here to Australia for five years and now you're moving back home and never coming again, yeah, probably clean all that up. Uh, if you are moving up to you know, marry a partner or something overseas mm. – and Australia, you're a resident and a citizen here at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You might leave five grand in an account that has no fees mm. because you will be visiting. Yes. Um, yeah. And I will say when you are relocating overseas and you have superannuation, if you are an Australian citizen and resident, you cannot take your super with you until you reach preservation age. Mm. So my friends that have moved to the States, they can't take their super with them. You know why, John? Because they're living in the States. No. Why? So what was happening, people would move overseas. Oh, and use it all. Use their yeah. super yeah. and then go, okay, we're done now. Move back to Australia Come to retire yeah. and mooch off the age pension. Yeah, it's an interesting one, though, isn't if it? If you're a temporary worker here, and I know I helped a guy in Columbus that I randomly met in a coffee shop who had yeah. worked in a cafe in Newtown um, for a year. Yeah. He had some super. And he could actually move it because he wasn't a resident here. Yeah. So if I went and worked in America for five years yep. and then came back, can I bring that super back in? I don't know the American laws, John. Yeah. But in <laughs> Australia, would I be able to do the yes. reverse? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I helped the yeah. guy do who I randomly met. Yeah. He's sure. like, oh, I just worked at Newtown for a year. Yeah. Um, and we had to do a declaration and then transfer the super out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I worked in the UK for 12 months. Maybe I've got some super sitting there. Yeah, maybe. Hey, that's all we've got time for today on MMA, Mixed Martial Arts. <laughs> I mean, My Millennial Answers. And uh, keep the questions coming. Yeah. Throw them up Good in the ones. group. Uh, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.